to the OP, your friendly neighborhood Mavs devoted podcast. My name is Bo. You can find me on Twitter at Mavs Highlights. I do only and just the very Mavsiest of all Mavsy things. Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets, Utah Jazz, Sacramento Kings, Oklahoma City Thunder, Suns, Timberwolves, Spurs, Blazers, Grizzlies, Pelicans, Warriors. What do those teams have in common? In that order that they were listed, those are the teams currently behind the third-seeded Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference. Currently, through 26 games, there are only two teams in the insanely competitive Western Conference ahead of the Mavericks, and they both reside in the city of Los Angeles. The Mavericks went into the Milwaukee Bucks home court, a team that had won 18 games in a row, the hottest team in the league by far. Giannis at full power on display without their superstar, Luka Doncic. And the Mavs played usurper tonight. They took it to the Bucks tonight, 120 116, and there's honestly no reason it was that close except for some really poor late-game execution. The Mavs really would have won this game running away. The Mavericks are so impressive tonight. It's it's hard to imagine how good they look without Luka. And I'm not trying to spread a conspiracy or, oh, you know, no, no. They're obviously massively superior when Luka's on the floor with them. But tonight, they really were facing a David and Goliath situation. Giannis being Goliath, if you didn't pick up on the connection there. Giannis Atenacumpo, 48 points on 18 of 31 from the field. Got 16 free throws, only made 11. Four assists, 14 rebounds, a steal, a block, in only 34 minutes of game action. Bud does like to rest his superstar. Giannis absolutely freaking out tonight. Forgive that. I'm I'm so sorry. But the Mavs stood strong. They went into the Giants' house and they slayed the Giant. Christos Porzingis on the first night, I believe, without Luka. I mean, in the Miami game, Luka wasn't there for very much. But here, the first full game without Luka, where he knew he was going to go and be the number one option, he showed up in a big way. Historically, he's played well against uh, Giannis, or at least very competitively against Giannis. He hasn't really played against MVP Giannis, right? He's been out for 20 months. But throughout their careers, he's he's fared well against Giannis. Tonight, more of the same. Not the numbers Giannis put up, but listen to this from KP. 26 points, 4 assists, 12 rebounds, Two big blocks, lots of shots altered that don't show up in a box score. Only two fouls, 32 minutes, 9 of 19 from the field, which is great considering he took eight threes and made four of them, 50%, made all four of his free throws. Guys, I think we're beginning to see Chris Epps find his way. I think all of our frustration early on, people being really impatient, I know that's kind of just the, the temperament of, of NBA Twitter, right? Fandom is is impatient. But um, those of us that were preaching patience and asking everyone to calm down and, and let KP have some time, uh, I was willing to give him about half a season. Other people were willing to give him the whole season. Some, though, uh, were wanting him to play better right away because he showed flashes, and he did. 
I think we're starting to be rewarded. There was a segment in the second half tonight where KP took back-to-back about 30-foot three-pointers. I know at least on one of them, Giannis was on him, and maybe both, but I can't remember right now. Um, And he just drained them. Just drained them and helped the Mavs extend their second-half lead. Just big play after big play. I love the ball movement of this team. Seth Curry, another really Really great night from Seth. 26 points, 4 assists, 5 rebounds. Only 26 minutes of action, but 9 of 15 from the field. In 26 minutes, Seth was getting up some shots. 15 shots in 26 minutes? Heck yeah, boy. Get your shots up. 4 for 4 from the free throw line. 4 of 8 from 3, just like KP. They were both 4 of 4 from the free throw line and 4 of 8 from 3. Love that, right? Love that. Big shot after big shot from both KP and Seth tonight, but... The reserves who were put in starting roles and were asked more of tonight because of the massive production that Luca will give on a nightly basis that was missing, they stepped up in a big way. Mavs still scored 120 points without Luca. Let that sink in. Mavs scored 120 points without their 30-point-a-game man. Dorian Finney-Smith... Always going to give you gritty defense. Always going to give you timely offensive rebounds. Tonight, 15 points, 8 rebounds, a block, 6 of 11 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. 35 minutes tonight. Gritty, tough minutes from Dorian. Jalen Brunson, who a lot was asked of tonight, 32 big minutes, 13 points, 11 assists. With those 11 assists, I always like to point this out, with those 11 assists, only 2 turnovers. Heck yes, a 5 Point five to one assist to turnover ratio. Yes, please. Thank you very much. Four rebounds for Jalen. Uh, only took nine shots, but made four of them. Hit all four of his free throws. Hit one of two from three. Delon Wright in only eighteen minutes. Listen to this Delon Wright kind of stat line right here. In only eighteen minutes, thirteen points on five of six from the field. Two assists, no turnovers. Three rebounds. Four steals. And a block. One for one from three. Hit both his free throws. In only 18 minutes, DeLon Wright was so, so productive. Maxie had a very maxi performance. A lot of what he did doesn't show up in the box. A lot of it was tough defense. Listen, <laughs> Giannis is going to do whatever Giannis wants to do. Um, but, but... Maxi can put a chest in him every once in a while and grab a rebound every once in a while. Hit a few threes tonight, 10 points tonight, 7 rebounds, 28 minutes, 2 of 5 from 3. Uh, only took 7 shots, hit 4. You love that from Maxi. What you don't love, what you don't love, and now we're going to we're going to have some patience. We're going to give we're going to give him more time because he's been playing really well as of late for the past month about even playing really well. Tim Hardaway, not a good night. Not good Tim Hardaway tonight. One for 10 from the field. Oh, of five from three, six points, one assist, four rebounds, four horrific turnovers. Tim Hardaway was just out of sorts tonight. And that's that's what I want, I want to say. The shot was off. The shot was horrible. But his whole game was just off. His whole game was off. Uh, we're going to keep this one brief tonight. I, I'm. It's really late. I was, I was uh, a guest host on the Locked On Mavs podcast tonight with uh, Nick Angstead. Uh, thanks, Nick, for, ha- thanks, uh, for having me on. Um, but I want to keep this brief, guys. Mavs shot... 
better from the field than the Bucks, forty just under forty seven percent to right at forty two percent. Shot way better from three, thirty nine percent for the Mavs to only twenty seven percent for the Bucks on the same number of attempts. Both both teams took forty one threes, but the Mavs delivered at three. Um and Mavs delivered at the free throw line eighty one and a half percent on twenty seven attempts. Uh, to the just under 71% on 24 attempts for the Bucks. Can you imagine that? The Mavs shot 27 free throws on a night they didn't have Luka? That's amazing. That is awesome. Now, a lot of those free throws, I would say probably eight of them came because it was a late-game situation. The Bucks started intentionally fouling. Um, but the Mavs delivered tonight the free throw line. They missed a few, especially Justin Jackson, who uh, botched both of his free throws there in the closing moments. Really rough night tonight for Justin Jackson. Uh, but as a team, Mavs shot just under 82% from the free throw line, and you always got to take that. You always got to be happy with that. All right, let's go over some season stats and just kind of just put some context on the Mavs. The number one points per game in the league are the Milwaukee Bucks. Understandably, they've won 18 in a row at 121 a game. Then you got your Houston Rockets. But then right after that, Dallas Mavericks at 118 a game. Um, if you go at three-point percentage, Mavs are um, ninth at 36.4%. Uh, this is according to NBA.com. You go to rebounds per game, the Mavs are third at 48 a game. Go to assists per game, um, the Mavs are 13th. Go to... I'm sorry, let me sl- slide down here. Go to uh, the blocks per game. Let's see how the Mavs show up in the blocks. I bet not great. Uh, Despite KP, Mavs are 24th in blocks per game. Um, In assists per game, Mavs are 13th. In steals per game, Mavs will be low on this one. They don't get a lot of turnovers. Uh, yeah, the Mavs are 28th. They're the third worst in steals per game, but they also aren't turning it over very often. Uh, listen, the Mavs are producing at a beautiful, beautiful way. Free throw shooting, I think the Mavs are about average. Yeah, they're 14th, so they're about average, a little better than average. Um, just really, really nice showing from the Mets. Obviously, they've been hot. Obviously, they're winning lots of games. But it's just good to kind of hear some of those statistics and be reminded, be reminded of what the Mavs are doing. And so, I asked you guys. Let me see if I can find that tweet. I asked you guys for some questions and comments, and we'll jump into them and then we'll wrap it up tonight. I want to go. I want to go brief tonight. It's just an incredible game. Incredible. Team effort and team performance tonight from our Mavericks. They didn't have their superstar, and yet they beat a team with perhaps the biggest superstar or the maybe the best player uh, in in Freak in in uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo um, on a night where he had his biggest scoring night of the season, forty eight points. I believe that was his highest scoring night of the season. Uh, so let's touch on some of y'all's questions, and then we are going to get out of here because I am sleepy. Remember to check out Locked On Mavs. I jumped on with Nick. We had a great conversation over tonight's game. Um, Andre says, what is with the Mavs defensive rebounds for crucial free throws? Um, actually, like I said a second ago, actually the Mavs are one of the best rebounding teams in the league. Maybe there's just been a couple instances uh, where they haven't grabbed that one rebound we want them to grab. Certainly that was true in Miami. 
But overall, they're a really good rebounding team. Um, that might be focus or honestly, Andres, that might just more than likely, that's just one of those freaky kind of things that happens to every team a couple times a season. It's just, we're still in the early part of the season. It's happened a little bit to us. I don't want to make too much of it just yet. Nicholas Chan says, dude, poor Zingus, man. That last block was sick. Uh, yeah, Nicholas, it totally was. It absolutely was. Uh, what Nicholas is referring to is in the closing seconds, um, the Bucks missed a free throw. And a player got it and was trying to put it back up. And this is in the closing seconds of the game, within probably the last 30 seconds of the game or less. Uh, and, and KP blocked it. And uh, the ball went out of bounds off the Bucks player. Just, just a great, uh, a great play by KP. He was only uh, attributed or credited with two blocks tonight. I think he had more than that. Um, but he definitely impacted more shots than just the two. Um, Pessoa says, I think we're not talking enough about DeLon. What a player we have in him. I agree. I, I am right there with you. Um, I totally agree. Like I, like I quoted, uh, in only 18 minutes tonight, 13 points, three rebounds, two assists, four steals on incredible efficiencies tonight. He's just such a nice player to have on the floor, especially if you have other players that are bigger offensive threats than DeLon. If DeLon can kind of naturally slot into his more secondary offensive role and focus defensively. I think I think he can focus on attacking. Occasionally, he can catch a a, a a catch and shoot and get it up there. But he's best when he's attacking the rim. When the defense doesn't really pay much attention to him because they have to focus on Luca or KP or Seth or whoever else. When he's when he's kind of forgotten, he can be so so effective. I love him attacking the basket. I really really do. Uh, Donovan says, should the Mavs trade Luca? I'll hang up and take my answer off there. I mean, hey, they just beat the hottest team in the league without Luka, so I think we can all pretty much assume it was Luka holding them back. Um, no, the Mavs are, are just in such a good way right now. To be able to beat this team without one of the best players in the game active, it's just so incredible. So, perhaps the best player in Giannis Antetokounmpo was active and balling out. We miss what we would just naturally assume was going to be our answer to Giannis and Luka. And we still come away with a win. Like, it's just, it's crazy. It's hard. Obviously, they'd won 18 games in a row. You know a loss is coming, right? You know, you know, like Nick and I talked about on the, on his pod tonight, the trap game is eventually going to come, and it came tonight. But it didn't come tonight because the Bucks just decided not to show up. No, no, the Mavs went in there and took this win. The Mavs won this game. It wasn't just that the Bucks decided they couldn't hit a shot and weren't going to give any effort. That is not the case at all. And, and that, that's a really uh, strong thing about the Bucks is Giannis doesn't do that. Giannis doesn't have off nights in the sense of he, no effort. Giannis is a 100% guy all the time. He's always going to give you everything he has. And I think the team responds to and, 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 and plays like Giannis uh, in kind as far as effort anyways. And so they, they were not you know, folding it up. They weren't like folding up the tent and, and kicking this one down the road. They were going for a win, and the Mavs took it. The Mavs went in there and won this game. Carlton, <laughs> we got a lot of jokers today. Carlton says, uh, how, "How's the best way to guard that power forward of the Bucks? What's his name? Uh, yeah, 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 Giannis and Tana something. Yeah, I don't know. He might be pretty good. He might be pretty good. Is he just not unbelievable? I mean, I think he's a great basketball player. He certainly is." But what an unbelievable athlete. Just watching Giannis move and take those strides and just 
powerfully move to the cup is just crazy. And I think he gets away with a lot of fouls, but you know, honestly, MVPs and the best players in the league always get away with things like that. Power players that are of his reputation always are going to get the benefit of more calls than not. And he definitely does. The reigning MVP is definitely going to get the benefit of a lot of calls. And Giannis definitely does. And I'm not crying because one day when Luca is an MVP, I want him getting all those calls too. Friendly garden raccoon. <laughs> so other than the free throws to ice the game at the end, Tim Hardaway Jr. had kind of a blank game, bad game. Uh, does that mean the bowl of crow stays in the fridge for a couple more games? <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think we should probably wait a little bit, friendly garden raccoon. Uh, I think we probably should. It's just fun to say your name, first of all. Uh, friendly garden raccoon. Now I've said it three times. I, I'm, I'm waiting to see. I, I want to give THJ full credit for the games he played well, that stretch of games. Now I want to see if he can turn it around now that he's had a few bad games and see if he can, Come out of this slump. Keep the slump shorter than the hot streak, and you'll always be okay, right? That's okay. Now, you want consistency all the time, but you know there was no chance he was going to stay as hot as he was. I mean, the guy was banging in you know, like 50% of his threes and just balling out like he's playing insane. If he can get back to being solid, then I'll eat that crow. Absolutely, and I think we all should. But if he's going to go on a prolonged down streak then um, you're going to want Seth Curry and Jalen and these other guys taking his minutes, quite honestly. Uh, Rave at it's over, said KP with about six exclamation marks. Yeah, I'm with you, man. KP. KP showed up in a big way tonight. He had to or we were going to lose, clearly. And he did. He showed up in a great way. And some of those shots were big clutch shots tonight. 9 of 19 from the field, 4 of 8 from 3, hit all of his free throws, grabbed 12 boards, a couple blocks, just big stuff from KP tonight. Uh, Kevin said, is there a greater confidence builder for a team than snapping a 20-plus game win streak? It was 18, um, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean. The best team in the NBA, and to do that without Luka, I don't, yeah, that's a great point, Kevin. I don't know what would build more confidence. Like Rick Carlisle has to absolutely be eating this up. Like he's taking a lot of heat now, you know, just from Mavs Twitter. I don't, I don't think he's taking any heat in behind the scenes in the Mavs organization. But a lot of chirping, a lot of complaining about Rick, uh, and now he looks like an absolute genius that he can win a game on the Bucks home court when they're the hottest team in the league without question. You go in there and your reserves play like stars, and your star and KP shows up in a big way. Um, absolutely. Oh, Kevin, I see your next tweet. Uh, was to correct the 18 game winning streak. So there you go. You, you corrected it for yourself. You get the credit there, man. Um, yeah, just an unbelievable game, guys. Unbelievable showing tonight for your third seed in the Western Conference, Dallas Mavericks. I listen. I'm not a super optimist. You, you guys know who on Twitter are the big optimists and always think everything's going to be roses. You know who those people are. I like some of those guys a lot. And. You know who are the big pessimists, the guys who always see the, the dark cloud around the corner. You know who those guys are. I like some of those guys, too. But uh, I try to be down the middle. I really do. And I don't, I don't think the Mavs are going to end up third or fourth seed in the West. But if you told me, Bo, how crazy would it be for the Mavs to be the fifth seed or the fourth seed? I would say it's not crazy at this point. I would say it's not crazy. If you can, if you can tell me Luke is going to be healthy, KP is going to be healthy and knock the rust off, and the rest of these guys are going to basically fill in their roles as you foresee them, I would say it's not crazy because 
I, like I said from the beginning, I'll, I'll kind of brag a little bit here. I called that this bench was going to be one of the best benches in the league before the season started. Everyone was complaining about, oh, we didn't, you know, sign the guys. And I was complaining too. I, I wanted a bigger free agent signing for sure. I wanted a free agent splash bigger than we got. But I was one of the only voices saying, hey, I think this bench is actually going to be really good. Carlisle is an elite coach and one of his greatest strengths is maximizing reserve players, bench players, or guys that have been historically bench players. And we, we got to remember, Seth Curry had his best uh, year in the NBA under Rick Carlisle. And, and he did not start the season off well. Maybe he was a little bummed up. Maybe he'd just gotten married. You know, there's all these little things that could have been. Maybe he's still looking for his, his spot in the, in the rotation. The rotations were all a little wonky there to start the first month of the season. It looks like they're kind of settling in. But man, I think this bench team, this bench roster is going to just perform so well. I think some guys, unfortunately, Justin Jackson, who I really like, is not playing well. I think he might be playing himself out of minutes. I wouldn't be shocked if Tim Hardaway Jr. keeps playing poorly if he's playing himself down on minutes. And if Seth and DeLon keep producing, now that DeLon's healthy, I think they're going to be getting more and more minutes. I think Dorian is locked in because he's our best wing defender. Uh, I think Jalen's minutes could fluctuate depending on how Seth and DeLon are going. Uh, I think Maxie and Powell are going to get the minutes that are left over that KP doesn't take. And Boban will get some scraps every once in a while. And then Luke, of course, is going to play his 30, 32 to 34, 35 minutes a night. Um, but that team can get you... I feel weird even saying it. That team, the way they're playing, could be a fifth seed. Right now they're the third seed, so I'm not. it doesn't sound too crazy, but it's just wild. It is just wild. I mean, they're they're above average at almost every major category. They've for the entire season they've been the number one offensive rating team in the league. Like it's just such a testament to Luca's greatness, and I think Carlisle's ability as a coach. Remember, just a few weeks ago, people were sniping at Carlisle, and now I think we're seeing kind of what a good strategic thinker and planner he is. He sees the big picture and he's trying to work it out. I did not agree with some of those early lineups and I still don't, but I think that was Rick tinkering. I think he was trying to figure out what he had, who would play well, who, who needs to get no minutes, who needs to get a little minutes, who needs to, who he needs to give a lot of minutes to. I think, I think we need to kind of just trust that the professional basketball coach, the championship winning coach can figure some things out. And it's probably thinking at a different level than most of us, right? Or all of us. Uh, and so, like, while I didn't like some of those lineups he was going with, I think he was like, hey, I'm going to I'm gonna risk losing a couple games here in the beginning of the season to, to figure this roster out. And I think he's figured it out. And, he's, and these guys are really responding now. I think the players are starting to really figure out what their roles are. And once a player can know his role, he's going to be so much better. That's true with almost every player. When they know what's expected of them, when they know roughly about how many minutes they're going to get a night, when they know roughly what kind of shots they should be getting uh, and what's asked of them and expected of them, they just perform well. All right, I wanted to keep this short and I'm rambling on. You guys be good. Freaking go mad.